Section 32 of The Story of Japan. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Avai in January 2021. The Story of Japan by Robert van Bergen. Section 32 The Tokugawa Regions Step Out. The new regent was the last man to uphold the office so long occupied by his ancestors. More of a thinker than a man of deeds, he preferred the quiet of a library to the duties and dangers of power, and it was with reluctance that he accepted the dignity offered him. He would have been well enough pleased, in peaceful times, to hand the responsibilities of his office over to an ambitious prime minister, but these were days when the regent himself must act. The Tenno in Kyoto seemed to be well disposed toward the new regent, since he gave his sister in marriage to him. But this did not lead to peace. The agitation was more than ever kept up by Satsuma and Choshu, who had been assured of the help of many powerful clans. Such was the situation when the Tenno Kome died in the beginning of 1867, and the boy Mutsuhito, a lad not quite fifteen years old, succeeded to the title and dignity. Hitotsubashi, or Keiki, the regent, went to Kyoto to pay his respects to the Tenno. How the times had changed in less than a score of years! Twenty years before, the Yedo government was all-powerful, and the descendant of the sun-goddess was a mere name, a shadow. And now the eyes of all Japan, and of the foreign ministers also, were fixed upon this boy, the heir to... What? It was more than probable that there would be a change, but one by which only the master or guardian would be affected. For if the idea of a united Japan existed at all, it was only in the minds of a very few men, Okubo of Satsuma, Kido of Choshu, and Sanjo and Iwakura the Kuge. But the regent saw that his time had come, and on November 9, 1867, he resigned. This resignation placed the leaders of the revolution in a quandary. The clans opposed to the Tokugawa were in the majority in the palace, so that now they could use the emperor's authority, but they were perplexed as to what to do. A meeting of the daimyo was called for the purpose of deciding the form of the new government, and in the meanwhile the regent was told to continue in his office until further orders. But the daimyo did not appear. With the exception of one or two, they were helpless puppets in the hands of their samurai, men who had never been allowed to originate an idea or even to decide in matters strictly concerning themselves and to call a meeting of the leading samurai of the clans would have evoked interclanish jealousies and perhaps a prolonged civil war it was a dangerous period for japan the foreign ministers had come to osaka to be present at the opening of that port and of hyogo which was to take part on new year's day eighteen sixty eight on the third of january the combined clans seized the palace gates and the regent now afraid of personal injury left kyoto secretly on the evening of january sixth and withdrew to the castle of osaka 
the allied clans now summoned him to appear but having been advised by the tokugawa clan to be on his guard he went accompanied by about ten thousand samurai loyal to the tokugawa house the allied clans resolved to prevent him from marching upon the capital with his force and for the third time in the history of japan the rice fields of fushimi saw the fate of japan decided the regent was defeated and fled by sea to yedo one of his counsellors urged upon him to commit harakiri but hitotsubashi declined the man who advised him was honest in the belief that this ought to be done and to prove it committed suicide himself the allied clans decided first to subdue those northern clans who still remained faithful to the regent's cause an army of samurai was easily collected and to avoid jealousy it was commanded in person by the man highest in rank after the tenno prince arisugawa while the active command was taken by japan's ideal samurai saigo takamori of satsuma yedo surrendered after a brief struggle in the temple on the ueno heights but enomoto the admiral of the regent's fleet escaped to hokkaido taking with him the foreign vessels bought by the regent's government the northern clans made the best struggle they could but the regent was ordered to withdraw to his castle at shizuoka where he still lives enjoying himself with experiments in photography enomoto first thought of forming a republic in hokkaido but the allied clans pursued him and at last he surrendered offering to commit harakiri if his companions were spared but the leaders of the new government did not desire to arouse the clan spirit for the sake of revenge they had one wish to be able to cope with the foreigners on their own terms and for that purpose they needed a united japan enomoto and the other tokugawa leaders were taken into the service of the new government and were given positions of responsibility according to their ability thus enomoto was minister to russia minister of foreign affairs and under the last ito cabinet minister of commerce and agriculture while okubo who defended ueno against the imperial troops was minister of japan in korea at the time the war between china and japan broke out but now the question was what was the new government to be the only men able to rule were the samurai and there were not a few leaders in their own clan who thought that they were the men best fitted for the purpose satsuma and choshu were prominent on account of the share they had taken in causing the downfall of the yedo government and of the samurai of these clans okubo and kido were by far the ablest to avoid jealousy it was decided that prince arisugawa with the kuge sanjo and iwakura should form the executive with a board of councillors comprising the most illustrious samurai this was a wise resolution for the three men selected ranked head and shoulders above the daimyo so that no clan could feel slighted whereas the real power remained where it had been for centuries in the hands of the best samurai the first act of the new government was to ratify the treaties and from this time the attacks upon foreigners ceased except in isolated instances two of these must be told in detail 
End of section 32